that I might be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, a laboring priest of the gospel of God, in order that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, having been sanctified in the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 15, verse 16. This week's episode continues the series entitled, Being Energized. We're speaking to the Working Saints by Brother Minoru Chen in February of 2010 in Irvine, California. In this episode, Brother Minoru speaks on the need to overcome our lack of power by being filled with the Holy Spirit. A link to the full audio can be found in the episode notes. May the Lord purify your hearts that there's nothing in you but Christ and His church. There's nothing in you but His recovery. There's nothing in you except the propagation of this ministry of the age. There's nothing in you except for the spread of His testimony, for the building up of His body to bring Him back. There's nothing in you except that. May the Lord purify your hearts. But, I'll tell you, in the last chapter of Daniel, those who are made pure, purified, those who have, are being made white, they should be the ones who show strength and take action. They should do, in King James, that's all I remember, do exploits. They should not hunker down. They should not be caring for their own sealed houses. They should not be just be engrossed and entangled with the affairs of their own lives. They should rise up. They should do things for God. The Lord says, whatever I do, what work I've done, you will do also. And greater than these, you will do. Greater than these. We're supposed to do things greater than what the Lord Jesus has done. And each generation, as it nears the Lord's coming, a step closer to the Lord's return, they should do even greater things. You should not be young people with no vision, with no view. Get them in the morning, just go to work and get that paycheck. Raise up a nice little family with a few kids. Have a nice marriage. Do your thing. And then, by the way, you have a wonderful, sweet church life that you come to. And kind of minimally, you know, to satisfy, placate your conscience and, you know, do what is required for a good brother and sister. No, brothers and sisters. If I were you sitting where you are, I refuse that kind of existence. I reject even that kind of existence. And I'm not saying those systems are sinful. It's not in that realm. It's not in that realm. I would just plunge myself, vow myself, into an existence to carry out God's need today. And God has a need right now in your lifetime. In your lifetime, brothers and sisters. I'm afraid that even this young adult's 
fellowship, so many meetings, you know, in trainings, conferences, could even become a bit dull, common. Oh, another young adult thing. Oh, another, you know, young adult thing. They probably will tell us to, you know, get vital or something and make sure you do morning watch and um, get with some companions and, and read your Bible, you know. Get on to Living to Him website, check it out. Uh, you know what I mean? I tell you, that's already common. That's already common. I'm not saying that is not necessary. All these things are necessary. All these things are good. In fact, tonight I'm going to talk about some more. But I want to elevate your view. Why are we doing this? What is this young adult's burden all about anyway? It's not just to, oh, we have some young adults, we better make sure they're occupied and they're happy or something. No, no, no. It's because you have a commission. The recovery has a commission for you. The Lord, the head, your head, your master, has a commission for you. For you personally and for you as a group, corporately. And if you don't fulfill that, no one else will. But I believe some will. Some will rise to the occasion. Some will say, I'm on the Lord's side. Some will say, Lord, here I am, send me. Some will give up their soul lives. Some will give up their futures. Some will give up their priorities. And take the Lord's and the recoveries as theirs. I like to see not one or two or three or five or ten. I like to see an army. An army of young adults. In all the churches. Rising up. Responding to this call. In the coming days, months, years. Becoming more and more useful. To the Lord in, 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 in this kind of a way. Oh, I tell you, even with this speaking, brothers, if you catch, and sisters, if you catch this burden, if I were you, I will go home tonight and kneel before the Lord and say, Lord, what about me? Where am I in this? What do you want from me, Lord? What should I do, Lord? How should I adjust, regulate myself for this, Lord? What do you want? Lord, here I am. I give you the consent. I'm ready to comply with whatever you ask of me. I'm ready to obey the Holy Spirit. I'm ready to follow you. Lord, put your heart in mine. Make me one with your heartbeat. Lord Jesus, don't let me miss this opportunity. Could be once in a lifetime. Could be once in a lifetime. And I hope we will not stop there. You will consecrate almost on a daily basis for this, for this. Don't you worry. Oh, what will happen? What will happen? Will, will the elders assign me now to do something? 
Don't worry about that. Don't even think about that. You just give. You just present your body. A living sacrifice. And present your members as weapons of righteousness. Unto sanctification. Now, tonight, what I want to talk to you about is this. I feel, in my observation of the young adults, many were st- are stirred up. Many are somewhat incited. Many are even entering into further function. Thank the Lord for that. Not everyone. I wish there were more. But there is this trend. This trending up. But at the same time, brothers and sisters, to be perfectly frank, I also observe a certain lack, a certain shortage. Not that has nothing to do with the intention or even the burden, but it has to do with the ability. The ability to carry that out. Are you with me? In other words, what I am observing is what I have detected is a shortage of power, of energy. You know, Paul says in Romans 15 that I am an energizing priest of the gospel. Not just a priest, but an energized priest, full of energy, full of strength, full of ability, full of power to carry out the God-given commission. It's one thing to have the desire. It's another thing to have the means to carry out that desire. I now recall... The story in John chapter 5 with this impotent man, you know, by the, besides the pool of Bethesda. And he's been like this for 38 years, a long time. And he was there by the pool with people like him, waiting for the angel to come and stir that pool of water. And when that comes, if you get in, Supposedly, you'll get healed, but there's a caveat. You have to be the first one in. And this guy didn't have much of a chance because for 30 years, he was just impotent. He was what? He couldn't even get up. He was on a mattress. And he was looking for people. I don't know where he gets the money to carry him. So it depends on how fast these people are. And since it's been 38 years, it must tell us he never made it. Otherwise, he would have been healed already a long time ago. He was still waiting there. It's not working. Impotent. I like to use this word impotent. I am concerned there is a certain kind of spiritual impotence. In many of us. I'm not saying. That you are dead. 
or you are, you know what I mean, in that kind of way. But I must be very truth, be very truthful. There is a certain impotence or inability to execute, to carry out. And you have to know that this battle that we're fighting, this task that we're given, requires a lot of power. Because this is not, you know, just doing some project at your work. The amount of strength that is needed to get this done is phenomenal. It calls for something special. In fact, it calls for something supernatural. It calls for something out of this world. Your energy will not do it. No matter how strong you are, you need another energy. You need another power source. Now, brothers, tonight, I like to, I really believe this is of the Lord. And actually, this speaking is, should not be just for young adults. It should be for all the saints. Amen. For a long time, 35 years, we've been held up back by a bunker mentality. You know, you know what I mean? Afraid. The, the, everyone is gonna, going after us. Everyone, we preach the gospel. You're a cult, you know. You witness Lee. So we better not say anything. We have gotten ourselves into a passive bunker state. But not only so. Not only, not only our mentality has become bunkered. But I tell you, our spiritual strength has also diminished. There is not the kind of explosive power spiritual power in the local churches. In the matters of the church life, in the area of the gospel, in the area of prayer, in the area of service, in the area of meetings, in the area of shepherding, in all these areas, there is a shortage of explosive power. You know, these, uh, right now it's the Winter Olympics, right? In Winter Olympics, these guys or these people, they do this downhill raising or the luge or whatever. The key is the start. Am I right? These people have, uh, even these uh, speed skaters, have thighs like, like this. <laughs> like, like probably my, like my body. My, my waist is their thigh. I mean, so, look at them, they're so disproportionate. Their feet are like, I mean, their legs are like this. But I tell you, it takes that. They just explode out of those gates. They are just, they just blow out of those gates, am I right? Downhill or whatever they do. I mean, if you don't, you, you're done. You, you, you're finished. I tell you, those explosive power is lacking in the Lord's recovery today. We have a lot of good brothers and sisters, positive. Really, I really mean it. Thank God. Yeah, even in a way, you know, quite given. But the power 
is lacking. I wouldn't say no power. You remember I, I gave the example in the prayer meeting, this gleaming Mercedes or Rolls Royce, whatever, gleaming, beautiful, beautiful. But you open the hood, it's a, uh, you know, two-cylinder. It's something for the motorcycle. This beautiful, beautiful, shiny, uh, cutting-edge, you know, vehicle. And you open it, it has, it's just a two-stroke mach- machine. You know what I mean? Something's wrong with that picture. You know, the Lord's recovery is gleaming. You agree with me? Amen. This, I, mean, I mean, this thing is beautiful. This thing is, be- the Lord's recovery is beautiful. You know, that day, uh, Lord's Day, oh, I tell you, these brothers who came from, from, from the denominations, they came. They, they just couldn't believe what they see. They just couldn't believe what they were seeing. You know, sometimes we get, we're so used to this, you know, it's just common stuff. But a new one who come here like, whoa, whoa, you know what I mean? But should we be happy by their woe? In my, in my barometer, I tell you, we're not there. We're absolutely not there. Compared to what we have experienced in the early days. Today, what we lack is not the truth. No, we have it. What we lack is not the practice. We have it the God-ordained way. Really, really. What we lack is not even the so-called life practices. You know what we're lacking? Power. Power, dear saints. Strength. Dynamism. You know, that word power in Greek is dynamo. Dynamo. Like dynamite. We're short of TNT. I really mean it. You know, gospel is a fire. Gospel is not, you know, just... No, gospel is, requires power. Prayer. You want to read in Irvine, we want to build up the prayer life. That requires power. Power. A lot of power. Week after week to meet, to still come to the meeting and function, let me tell you, that requires power. And you come to the meeting to lift a meeting up, to bring a meeting to the heavenlies, it takes power. Even to shepherd people requires power. So, this is my burden. Now, I'd like to talk to you tonight. And I hope this word gets out. How do you get that power? What is that power? Where is that power? Well, let me tell you. The power is only one thing. The power is the Spirit. Is the Spirit. Our power is not anything but the Spirit. The Holy Spirit. 
the all-inclusive spirit. Therefore, today I feel, among so many things we're pursuing, it's about time that we make up our mind to pursue one more thing. You know what is that? The filling of the Holy Spirit. Both inwardly and outwardly. And those of you who, who, who have been through the training, you know all about that already. Both essentially and economically. That is what we need right now. And according to the leading we have in the ministry, and according to the experience of many saints through the ages who have such experience, and don't worry right now, I'm talking about some kind of Pentecostal thing. Forget about that. I'm talking about the genuine, scriptural experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit. This is what we need to pursue. Actually, I don't mind if the church in Irvine, along with our prayer life these days, begins such a pursuit. And tonight I'm going to tell you how. Not that hard. First of all, let me say, when I talk this way again, don't you have this kind of Pentecostal concept? I'm going to tell you all to pray for three days with fasting, and then you're kind of delirious, and some kind of power, boom, fall on you. You just get up and start preaching the gospel, and everyone falls down wherever you go. Uh, You touch people, they fall down. You blow on and they fall down. Forget about that. That is Pentecostal. We're not, I'm not talking about that kind of power. All right? You get it? So, so don't, don't, don't be afraid. Don't, don't think that way. But on the other hand, I have an other hand here. Don't say, well, since we're not talking about this, it's okay. Uh, we don't need to get so excited. We don't need uh, to, 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 to get so, you know, so, so. No, no, no. I tell you, if you're full of the Spirit, it shows. Amen. Look, look, the, the verses we, I, I have you read in, 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 in Acts, 2, uh, Acts 4, it says, after they besought, that means after they pray, the place was shaken, and they were filled. This is, this fill is playtho, playtho. That means fill outwardly, fill economically with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. I tell you, there is issue. There is practical, visible issue when people are filled with the Holy Spirit. There is boldness. There is power. There is authority. In your service, in your gospel, in your speaking in the meetings. And there, in Ephesians 5, it talks about the inward filling. Don't be drunk with wine. So we know it's inward, right? Because it gets into you. But be filled in spirit, speaking, psalming. Am I right? Singing. There is an issue in your life. The inward filling is for your a a, a, a vital life. The outward filling is for what? For a powerful ministry and work. We need both. And the spirit is the powering element for both. 
Oh, I tell you, I feel that in light of this, we are very short. You know, even tonight coming to this meeting, my, if we are all powered with this spirit, the meeting won't start the way we started. You would be, you would be revving, room, room, this uh, 700 horsepower V12. You know what I mean? But I came here, I opened the hood, two strokes. So this guy has to stand up, fill me now, you know, this, you know this? Cranking up this Model T Ford. Fill me now. Oops, back, back to the beginning. Okay, let's go again. That's what, I, what, that's what I experienced just now. Now, I'm not condemning you. I'm not blaming you. I'm telling you as it is. It should be before I come, came, we brothers come down. This place is flying. I mean, everyone's spirit is hot. Everyone's prayer is what? Abundant. You'll be just fighting over one another to sing, to pray. Am I right? It should. And that is only normal. That's not unusual. That is not some kind of special... Uh, the Holy, Holy Spirit came Wednesday night kind of thing. Once every 12 years or something. No! That should be normal. Sometimes I just want to come around and shake you up. But what can you do? I mean, you know, it's, it's two strokes, it's two strokes. There's nothing you can do about that. Well... You want to really mean business to fulfill the Lord's commission in this age? You really mean it? You need power. You just don't do it. Oh, I want to do it. No, it doesn't work that way. Okay. We, brothers and sisters, need to seek the infilling and outfilling of the Holy Spirit in a definite way. Not in a Pentecostal way. I mean, not like Pentecostalism, but in a proper way. You have to set your sight on that. And I feel these days it is so sovereign of the Lord that we're in the burden of prayer. I tell you, these two things are, are like this. They are together. In fact, these, these saints in Jerusalem, after they prayed, the Holy Spirit filled them. The filling of the Spirit and prayer are together. So I feel these are good times to talk about this. Even Wednesday night prayer here in Irvine, thank the Lord the number has come up. In fact, this this this, uh, Tuesday, this Tuesday night here on the English-speaking side, the number I think has even increased some. But I feel sitting in the meeting, the power is not commensurate with the number. The power, you know, the power of prayer is not, not yet commensurate with the number of power. Thank you for joining us today. 
To hear the complete recording and other messages, please visit livingtohim.com. If you would like to receive regular updates from us, please subscribe to this podcast and join our mailing list on our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where our handle is at livingtohim.com.